I was watching a video of Joshua Weissman. Uh-huh. Not one of his, but he was on a YouTube channel a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. and I just found out about it. Yep. I wish I remember the lady's name. I haven't seen any of her stuff before, but apparently she has a lot of uh, content on okay. YouTube. And basically, I don't know if she does this every time, again, because this is the first video I've seen of her that I can remember. Yeah. But she went to a ramen place, had mm-hmm. a ramen bowl by herself, and then... Her and Joshua Weissman took some spices that are associated with it. Mm-hmm. Well, first they tested some ramen. Yeah. And then they made their own version of it. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was interesting. Wow. How do you feel about YouTube collaborations? I haven't seen enough of them, but I like them. Mm-hmm. I think they're fun. And it shows that they are um, getting together with maybe someone that they've been friends with for a while that is in the... The cooking community, right? Yeah. In the cooking world. Or they wanted to collab with them for a long time and they are just now getting their chance to do that. I think it's really cool, actually. Are you familiar with Leo Laporte? No, I'm not. He's an older guy. Okay. But he started a podcasting network back in 04, I want to say. Uh-huh. Really? So he was early on, yeah. But before then, he was a commentator for tech tv he released books in the 90s and i think going back to the 80s um he's had radio shows nationally concerning technology but anyways so his son is really into cooking and i guess does a lot of videos for tiktok Uh and one day i'm listening to mac break weekly which is a podcast that leo laporte does where he basically comments on the mac and he has his co-hosts and whatnot Mm -hmm. And somebody said, your son is getting really big. I saw him on an interview with, or on a video with Joshua Weissman recently. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It is pretty cool. How, 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 how old is this guy? Is he like in his 60s or? Leo Laporte, I believe, is mid to late 60s. Okay, so his son is probably in his 40s, maybe. I think his son is early 30s. Early 30s. But I could be wrong with that. Okay, thirty between 30 and 40, somewhere in there. I would say early 30s. Early 30s. Yeah. That's pretty cool. That is really cool. Yeah, because I'm guessing, yeah, Joshua Weissman, Weissman is a young guy, too, so. He's younger than 30. Is he? Yeah, and I always assumed he was around our age. I did, And he's too. just kind of mature. Yeah. But I think he's only, like, 28. Wow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would never have known, but, you know, sometimes there are 20-somethings that are uh, wise beyond their years. Yeah. Yeah. How do you feel about that when you see younger people who have it more together than we do? <laughs> um, It's kind of interesting. Um, I mean, I so I was talking to this guy like a couple weeks ago. To me, he seems a little bit awkward. Okay. Um, he lives a, a gothic lifestyle, which I know nothing about. I just, you know, all the only thing I know is that they listen to, um, what is it? Goth metal or whatever, or death metal or whatever. I don't know what it's called. Um, and they dress in black and whatnot. And they're wearing dark stuff on their, whatever it is. I don't know. Yeah. I'm not familiar I'm, with it. I'm not really in that world. I've met people who are, but I've never been friends with anybody who's in the goth okay. lifestyle. I'm not really friends with him, but... He just seems, he seems wise beyond his years. And he said he's almost 30, mm-hmm. but, um, I don't know if it makes me feel old, but it kind of, um, 
that just seems like some some of those people are really really cool, but there are some people that are wise beyond their years and they're kind of awkward. Yeah. And he seemed really awkward to me because it it seems like he doesn't really um, know how to really um, socialize with people. Like he for if you think you're bad at names, he's really bad at names. Okay. Like he's really bad at names, even if he knows them. He'll he'll uh, he'll probably remember them for a little uh, their names for a little bit and then he'll forget it. I mean he's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> he he could probably he wouldn't know my name, but he would probably associate me with oh is that the girl with such and such hair or mm-hmm. is that the girl that's dating the bald the, god? Oh my goodness! But he's really into baking. Really, really into cooking and baking. Yeah. More, more baking than anything. And I've tried some of his stuff and he's really really good mm. very talented and um one of the cooking teachers at the center told me that oh um he'll come in once in a while and bake for us yeah because he doesn't have anyone to bake for oh wow and i'm like that is really cool that is that is really cool i like that he could, he could be like the gothic baker or something i don't know that would be kind of cool the gothic baker I'd watch that YouTube channel. Like you wouldn't even know, like you wouldn't even know he was a baker unless you tasted his stuff or saw him bake stuff. That actually sounds like a really fun cooking show. <laughs> but it sounds to me like he probably wouldn't be interested. Oh. Yeah. I, I don't know him very well. I've just talked to him in the lobby on occasion. Mm. But I mean he seems nice. He he kinda he seems a little socially awkward. Yeah. But I mean, his, his, what, what I've had of his, um, the desserts that I've had of his were really good. Nice. I think he, um, I remember he was talking to one of the people at the front desk and he said, Oh, when is, when is cooking classes starting up again? And they said, well, we're starting up in January. He's like, Oh, I have to wait that long. Cause I'm, I'm going to wait. I'm going to be making gingerbread. And, <laughs> and I was like, wow, he's really excited about it. It's really cool. actually. Uh, that is. Yeah. He's very talented. Nice. Um, I tried, uh, I tried his cake. It, it was really good. The only complaint that I would, I would have is that, um, um, I wish the cake were a little bit moister. Yeah. Um, cause sometimes cakes can taste kind of grainy if, mm-hmm. uh, if there's not a lot of moisture in the recipe. Yeah. But, but it was really good. Yeah. I mean, I mean, other than that, I mean, the, the, the cake wasn't too sweet and it had a, um, a nice, um, a nice texture to it, even though it was kind of grainy. Mm-hmm. It was just, it was really good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yes. Yes, really good. Well, good. Well, good. Yeah. He's a, he's a guy I told you about, Bubs, that was in a marimba band. Yeah, I, I, I knew the one. So this dude went to my old school, but we think that he started after I left. I think most likely he did. Yeah. But it's possible we know some same people together. I mean, I know you and you kind of know him. But one, the blind community is kind of small. And two, MLC, it's weird. Like, occasionally you'll just run into alumni from the school and it'll be this weird thing. Like, I was doing a blind cafe years and years ago. Mm-hmm. I think it was either Boulder or San Francisco. And I ran into somebody who went to MLC. Didn't you say you ran into um, your uh, math teacher's son or something? This is a crazy story. Yeah. So 
Actually, you know what? I don't want to tell it because yeah. then I'd give out details and you said my math teacher's son. And there were a couple of different math teachers, yeah. but it would actually give out too much. It's a good story, but it's not one that we're going to tell right now because of that. I don't yeah. want people to guess who it, okay. it was. Okay. But yeah, there were a couple of different math teachers I had at MLC. Okay. And I did run into one of their sons. Wow. And I would like to tell the story, but... I feel like there's a little bit too much information. Now. And if <laughs> you would I, have to tell. You would have to tell quite a bit of it. Yeah, <laughs> and it would give too many details away. Unfortunately, because it is a good story. Ah. And you hate sacrificing good stories. Yeah. But yeah, I hope he's doing okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we good. Yeah, we good. But yeah, that place. I mean. MLC, CCB, Blind Cafe, those places all had like huge impacts on my life in a way. But I mean, that's the story of every person, right? I mean, it's different things, mm -hmm. but everybody has specific spots in their life where they feel like they were impacted. Absolutely. In a deep way. You, and you can't forget them. Like, I was impacted by my old uh, public high school when I first moved to Washington mm. State. I was impacted by the blind school that I attended. I was impacted by the, the um, well, in Hawaii, they call them intermediate schools. Yeah. Slash middle schools or, um, or junior high or whatever you want to call them. I was impacted by that school. I mean, there's so many um, parts and seasons of my life that yeah. are so impactful. And now, um, you know, since I've uh, joined uh, Rose City Flute Choir, I'm officially within the big uh, arts, uh, or I guess you could call it a, a music community community now, um, of flutists. Yeah, I mean, everything you do is going to have an influence on your yeah. life, but yeah. some things, it just resonates more with you, I guess. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Like the blind school was a big part of my life, and it was only for two years, but mm -hmm. that was just like the beginning of being on my own and being independent and interacting more with blind people every day, uh, navigating around issues and things like that. And so it, it's kind of interesting. It is. Yeah. And you knew a couple people there who I would kind of know later on. Yeah. A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Very little. Yes. <laughs> so <laughs> yeah, it's just, it's just so funny. Just because you knew these people in a different way. Exactly. And I knew them a lot more because I was um, I was roommates with one of them. And I uh, was a good friend with another one of them that I used to sit next to on the bus. Mm -hmm. And then the other one I was, I kind of knew because I knew, I know someone who knew her and was really good friends with her. So. Yes. Yeah. Babes, there was something we didn't get to talk about yesterday, and it has to do with you and what happened to you Friday night. That doesn't really concern me, even though I was here for it. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, so it was very strange, and I've never had this happen before, but I was getting these FaceTime notifications, like, you missed one FaceTime call, but I didn't recognize the number. And, um, and then I saw on WhatsApp that my mom was calling me. So I called her back and we were talking about the performance and she wanted me to resend the picture. Cause you're talking about the performances from last week. Yes. Just to clarify. Yeah. She wanted me to send a, a specific picture to her because it didn't, it looked kind of blurry. I don't know why. I think maybe she 
maybe she should wear her glasses, but I don't know. Anyway, and I asked her about the number and she said, oh, you know, maybe, you know, maybe it's the family because uh, they're in Hawaii, which I did not know about. So I call this number back and, you know, in the midst of all this, we're cooking a lasagna and I yeah. feel really, really bad because I really wanted to help you with the rest of the, um, the rest of the process. Mm -hmm. But I said, hold on just a second. Cause I had to figure out who that this person was. So I call them back again after a few attempts, like I call them back through FaceTime and there's these kids the, the, the phone answers and there's these kids that are talking and they said, hello, who is this? And they were, and this one kid said, I'm so-and-so's friend. I'm like, I don't know who this is. I'm like, you got the wrong number. Sorry. And what I should have said was, um, you have the wrong number. And if you ever call me back again, I'm going to have to ask uh, you to uh, let me speak to your parents. So I'm thinking, I wonder if this, these kids' parents know that one of the kids has been calling me an adult on their phone or on somebody else's phone. I don't know if they've been using their, their parents' phone. I mean, I think saying you have the wrong number is fine, but if they keep calling you, then maybe bring up the parent. Well, phone. I thought about it. I thought about say I didn't say it to them, but when I, when I answered the phone, um, I just said, you know, you have the wrong no number, sorry, and then I hung up the phone. But they never called me back again. But and and this number came up uh, before this. Mm -hmm. This number came up last week. And then I called my mom back and I said, uh, "Do you recognize this number?" And I told her the number, and she said, "No, I don't." And I said, "Well, yeah, it's it's not any one of the relatives, because I don't recognize any of their voices." Yeah, it was very weird. But no, they they in uh, but this this person has tried to Facebook me more than once. I think Facebook you. I'm sorry, FaceTime me. Sorry, I'm not on Facebook. FaceTime me like mm -hmm. at least a couple of times. Cool. So I'm thinking, this is weird. This is really weird. Why would somebody be doing that? It's also possible that the kids didn't know what number to enter because if they haven't really called you back since then, it might just be a thing where it was legitimately a wrong number. Yeah, because I was like, I don't know who this is. Yeah. But, um, uh, but I didn't have to ask for anybody's parents. Uh, um, so yeah, it, it, it was strange. Yeah. So around the time I moved back to Portland, I started getting calls from this weird number, right? And it was a Denver number mm -hmm. and I have a Denver phone number on my phone. I have a 720 number. This number I think was a 303 number, mm -hmm. but anyways, not that you needed to know that. I thought that was a West Virginia area code. 303? Yeah. No, that's... Oh, 304 it is. I think 304 is. Okay. Right. That's okay. So I start getting calls, but it's periodically from the same number. And this is before I had my policy that I do now where if I don't recognize the number and they don't leave a message, I immediately send the phone number to spam. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't call me anymore. Yeah. Which I think is a big reason why I stopped getting so many spam phone calls. Uh-huh. But anyways, before then, and this keeps going on and going on. And finally, one day I pick up the phone and it's this really old guy asking me if I'm downstairs. I just tell him I'm not. And this is a wrong number. And I hang up. And about six months later, I get the same a phone call from the same number. And that's when I put it to spam. 
Did you answer it? No. no. I mean, I did one time. And then after that, I'm just like, no, I, I'm not doing this anymore. Okay. Uh, I haven't figured out how to, to, um, to market a spam yet. Any number oh. that, I mean, I know how to delete and block it, but I haven't figured out how to, to, um. Well, I mean, if you block it, that's basically, you know. Spam, yeah. Yeah. Or delete it. I would block it. Yeah, but I, I, I couldn't block this one. Right, but we're talking about numbers in general. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I, I have I blocked know. numbers, yes. Yes. I don't know why you deleted it without blocking it first. I should have, but I, I didn't even think about it. Oh. See, you should have talked to me about this, babes. No. No, but you can't. We don't I got to figure that out on my own, too, you know. That's true. I just didn't do it correctly. But it's okay. I hope I hope they um they don't call me back, whoever it is. I never got any names. Oh. Well, they're they little They sounded kids. very young. They sounded like they could have been uh, pre-teens or close to it. Okay. Yeah, it was very weird. Interesting stuff, babes. Very, very weird. Yes. I still love you, though. Okay. You never had that happen to you where someone tried to FaceTime you, and it was not a number you recognized. No, it's only friends who have tried to FaceTime me. Yeah, it's very strange. But I barely use the app, too. Like... There's a group of guys who I'm actually getting together with tonight, and we'll FaceTime each other. Mm-hmm. And honestly, outside of them, I don't think I've used FaceTime in, like, five years, if not no. more. I b- barely use it. That's the same thing with, like, uh, lately, I, I, I don't use FaceTime much either, but it's only if I'm FaceTiming with my relatives that's basically it yeah with your mom it kind of makes sense because she's in the philippines yeah but but we but she uh facetimes me through what whatsapp okay well then she's not really using facetime she's using whatsapp no but what i mean is if she's in the states and my and she's with my relatives they'll facetime me oh but when she's in the philippines she uses whatsapp yep Mm -hmm. got you and it's free yeah that's a, a little bit strange but okay it's free though no, but why would you use one app if you're in the States and another one if you're not? I mean, my understanding is FaceTime works around the world and so does WhatsApp. But, um, I don't know why. I, yeah. I don't know why that, that is, but it, I mean, WhatsApp is easy to use. So I'm like, okay, it's fine. As long as I don't, that none of us gets charged for it. Yeah. I mean, I don't really use WhatsApp. So, I mean, to me, it's just like, I can call one of my friends who's here in the U.S. So why not just do that? I don't have to have 10 different well, apps. Well, and... maybe FaceTime doesn't work over there. I don't know, like, where she know. is. It's possible. Because um, the inter- internet in the Philippines isn't as, um, it's not as advanced, it seems like. Oh. Yeah. Oh. But, yeah. So, that's what happened. It was really annoying. But I'm I'm hoping that that, that issue gets resolved, because... They should not be calling me. Like it that. might be resolved by now. I hope so. Hope so too, babes. That's what I mean. For my sake, because if it's not, then I'm going to keep hearing about well, it. Well, if, well, if the person calls me back, I'm not answering the phone. I'm going to make sure that it's in my recents and I'll block it. Nice. Yes. Just like I blocked that um, number that uh, was trying to scam me. Yeah, that was crazy. That was crazy. Oh, boy. I mean, I was upset because we lost so much time we could have spent recording. But <laughs> I could see where you would be even more upset. And also, you're late to get me. 
Yes, I was. And, and, and normally I'm not late to get you. I get you uh, within minutes. Yeah, when I call you, you come downstairs. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm very um, uh, good about that and prompt about it. But mm-hmm. this was like holding me up and I'm like, oh, now I got to deal with a possible hacking job on yeah. my uh, Amazon account, which I found out wasn't true. Right. So, yeah, it's just... <laughs> And, uh, I mean, you know, it's just crazy. No, I don't like stuff like that. But but lately, too, when I've had people call me and they'll say, is this so-and-so? And I'll say, uh, what is this about? And I won't give, I won't say yes or no. Because if I say yes or no, they're going to record the, that. I remember one time, babes, mm-hmm. this was either right around the time we started dating or just a little bit before. Yeah. I got a call from somebody and I thought it was a scam, so I hung up on them. Mm-hmm. And it turned out that because they said they were, they were from my bank. And then I got an email from my bank saying, hey, we need to clarify some stuff with you. And it turned out it really was a representative, a representative from my bank. Oh. I forget what the issue was, but it was legit. And yeah. I just assumed because I'm so used to scams and whatnot mm-hmm. that it was a fake phone call. Ah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, because sometimes I... I don't hang up right away and I'll say, what is this about? Like there was somebody that called me for a uh, car insurance mm-hmm. and I, I immediately said, I don't have car insurance. And I hung up the phone on this person. Nice. I'm like, so how are you today? Well, I'd be doing great if it wasn't for all these damn prank phone calls and people trying to scam me out of money. <laughs> there was one time where this girl called me, but she was looking for my sister and she called my number. Okay. Well, I know. Ne- well, I never heard from this girl again. But it's weird because she called me and she's like, "Hi, how's it going? My name is so and so." I'm like, "Yeah, you should try to be my friend or whatever." <laughs> Hi, can I please speak to such and such? Is are you her? I said no. Oh. I'm like, and she never called me back. Well, good. Which is good. I'm proud of her, babes. Yeah. Yes. I really would like to get into a scammer's head and say, hey, you know, um, I want to know what you're doing and uh, why do you feel the need to rip people off? I'd really love to scam the scammer. The only reason I haven't tried doing something like that is something tells me it takes a lot of work. It does. And there's other things in life besides, you know, dealing with some idiot on the phone. Well, that, like that one uh, British girl who um, deleted uh, the, the scammer's hard drive. <laughs> yeah. I thought that was very clever. It was really funny to me. Yeah, but I mean, that takes hours and hours of work. And I'm just not going to do it for something as trivial as this. But she was really good at it. So she must have been really good at tech. Mm-hmm. Uh, because she deleted stuff off of his hard drive. And she's <laughs> like, I just scammed you, scammer. Ha <laughs> ha Nice. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> <laughs> and she was acting like she didn't know what she was doing, but meanwhile she was working behind the scenes. Yeah, it was great. <laughs> I like that. Yeah, I do too. And then you wonder what happens to these scammers if somebody does something like that. Like, obviously they're pissed off, but when they get off the phone, do they think I'm not going to be able to feed my family this month? Or if they're, I don't know, who knows? Maybe they're in like a scammer's version of a sweatshop. And now their boss is going to come down hard on them. Uh-huh. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's like, what is the interview process of these, uh, for these um, uh, up-and-coming scammers, right? Yeah. Well, and also, that brings an interesting question. 
who's considered the elite phone scammer? There's got to be some guy who's known in that world as like one of the top guys who really knows how to scam people well. You know what? That would make an interesting movie or a book, mm -hmm. right? You do a story about this guy who's super successful and then you find out that what he does is he's like one of the top people in the phone scamming community. And then he goes to all these conferences where people are, you know, flooding him with attention. Oh, you're so great. And then one day he calls a woman on the phone because he's devoted all of his life to work mm -hmm. and he falls in love with her. <laughs> I don't know. That could be a comedy though. Yeah. That could be a, that could actually be a really funny comedy. Scamming my way into love. The love scam. Or, um, uh, marriage in the telephone, sham scams, and <laughs> I don't know, uh, sham scams and Uncle Sam. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think that one works. I don't know. I think it'd be funny to make a, a comedy about, uh, about scamming people. The fraudulent heart. <laughs> you've, you've stolen my heart. Maybe. The fraudulent heart. That's yeah. funny. So that's a possibility. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, a real possibility. Well, I'm sorry you had to go through that there, little J-Wall. Yeah, I, I am too, but, you know, it's okay. Yeah. It's, there's a lot of other things that are more important to think about than that. I would agree with you. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I was watching because I couldn't sleep last night because I had a horrible indigestion. Oh. I need to go to a doctor about that. But I think so. First, I need to survive the Hawaii trip and all that that entails. And you know how this stuff works. I probably need to change my diet because we eat a lot of stuff that we could, should cut back on. But anyways, Vlad yesterday released his full interview with Vanilla Ice. Mm -hmm. And I think the reason I wanted to watch it, other than the fact that I felt like I was dying, was because... <laughs> Despite what you think of Vanilla Ice, and I'm not a fan, he does have an interesting life story. Yeah. Because I believe he had... Now, in... here's the deal. In the Vlad interview, Vlad said he had the first rap album to go to number one on the Billboard charts and the first wow. number one rap song. I don't necessarily think that's true. I mean, that sounds nice, but I think it was probably Hammer. Yeah. You know, yeah, he, Hammer he was, came out just a little bit before Vanilla Ice. Yeah, MC Hammer was much bigger than him. Yeah. I mean, they were both huge yeah. at the time, but Hammer was, Hammer had more than one hit. He definitely did, yeah. Because he had, obviously he can't touch this, but he had Pray. Yep, he did. He he um, he um did a song for the Addams Family. Yeah, that's right. Yep. Yeah. And, okay, Vanilla Ice had Ice Ice Baby, and I think the song from the... Teenage Mutant he Ninja also Turtles had a he also did a version of a rap version of play that funky music white oh Boy. that's right yep that's right okay yep that was pretty big actually it was big okay and you know and so MC Hammer was big and so was Tone Loke yeah Tone Loke wasn't on Hammer's level though no but they were still bigger than Vanilla Ice well I I would say that Hammer was bigger than Vanilla Ice. Yeah. But Vanilla Ice was definitely bigger than Tone Loke. And that's not taking anything away from Tone Loke. I think he was more talented than Vanilla Ice or Hammer as far as writing raps was concerned. It's just, I don't think he was as big as they were. Really? Yeah. Huh. 
Yeah, that's interesting. Because my dad did not buy, as far as I know, he didn't buy a Vanilla Ice album, but he he bought a Tone Loke album. Yeah, but I think if you were to look at it, Vanilla Ice sold more albums than Tone Loke did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but anyways, that's why I wanted to watch the video. And I don't know. I get the sense with Vanilla Ice that he's somebody who can't accept his own flaws. Uh-huh. And that could just be me too, right? Yeah. And that he tries to build himself up a little bit more than he needs to. So, and he's not the most truthful. And, and I could be completely wrong with that. But you didn't know the Suge Knight Death Row Records connection to him. No, I didn't. This morning. No, I didn't. And I thought it was a very crazy story. Yeah, and the thing that makes it more crazy is... Nobody really knows, except for the people who are in that hotel room, which version of it is true, because Vanilla Ice has said different things over the years. So in the 1990s, there was the story that he was hung over a balcony. Hmm. And he kind of implied that that was true in an interview with ABC News. And then when they did his behind the music, he, he said, oh, it wasn't nearly that bad. Then we he was on Vlad the other day. He said that he goes to his hotel room. Suge Knight is there with five other guys. And they all wanted pictures with him because he was a big star at the time. And he had met Suge a couple of times before this. Mm-hmm. And then Suge wants to talk to him on the balcony. One of Vanilla Ice's security guards tries to stop this. But Suge, I guess, pushes the guy down and makes him cry. So they go out into the balcony and Suge basically says, you know, Ice, you know, I'm a big fan of yours and I want you to be part of this um, thing where we're going to offer you protection whenever you're in L.A. and you just have to sign this thing. And he claims that he didn't know that he was signing away part of his publishing. And he also said, I don't think I told you this part this morning. So there's a guy, I forget his name. But he mm-hmm. was around when Vanilla Ice was coming up in Texas. Mm-hmm. And he claims that he wrote part of Ice Ice Baby. Wow. Now, Vanilla Ice in the Vlad TV interview said that that wasn't true. And this guy and him didn't get along. But he also said that after like 45 minutes of talking with Suge and the crew, they brought this guy into the room and he was kind of beat up. Oh, wow. So I don't know what to believe. I don't think we're ever going to get the real story about what happened in that hotel room. Not that we need to, but it is kind of interesting because the word, the rumor rather, is that the money that was procured that night was used to start Death Row Records. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. Interesting. How do you feel about this? I don't know. I don't have any feeling about it (laughs) either way. Also in the interview, Vanilla Ice said that he bought... The publishing rights to Under Pressure. What? Yeah. Really? After he became successful, because apparently, uh, was it Freddie Mercury and, and David, David Bowie? Bowie? Yep. Sued him because he didn't clear the sample. Oh. And years later, he ended up buying the rights to that song. Huh. And he also said that whatever you see he's worth on, on the Celebrity Net Worth websites mm-hmm. is actually low. Really? Yeah, that he's worth more than that. Which might be the case, because I have heard that he was really good with his money. Yeah. And that he went into other ventures. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I do get the sense that he has trouble saying bad stuff about himself. Like, you know how when I tell you a story, 
whether I w- did the right thing or the wrong thing, you're probably going to know it. Uh-huh. Because I'm honest when I mess up. Yeah. And I'm also honest when I did the right thing. Yeah. I don't get the sense that Vanilla Ice has that level of introspectiveness. Yeah. Or introspection where he can say when he messed up. Some people but I could be wrong. Some people are are really like that too. Like they can't admit their faults and it, everything, everybody's wrong except for them. Yeah. Now I will say this. He said that he was friends with the Fila crew and the DOC in Dallas. Uh-huh. And Vlad said that he had talked on the phone with the DOC that morning mm-hmm. and that the DOC had really nice things to say about Vanilla Ice. Really? Yeah. Wow. So it could be something where I'm just misinterpreting it because I want to hate on him mm-hmm. um, for obvious reasons. Okay. But I don't know. What do you think about all this? I don't know. I mean, but there are people that will not ever, ever admit when they're wrong. Yeah. Like, if they had a fight with someone and they knew they were wrong after that, they still wouldn't admit, admit it. Yeah. Right. It was, it, was also, like it. it was also interesting because he said that he liked Trump as a person, mm-hmm. but he didn't care about politics whatsoever. Okay. And he kind of implied that there hasn't been a good president in our lifetime. And this interview just came out. Again, last night in full, but it was probably recorded maybe a month or two ago. Mm-hmm. And he also talked about knowing Pablo Escobar. And, you wow. Know. So I don't know. I don't know. I mean, there are people that will tell you stuff and it doesn't matter if they're celebs or not. And I've noticed that there are people that will tell you stuff and they'll just, they'll drop names yeah. and say, oh yeah, I did it. And I, some people take it at face value like, oh really? Wow. And some people are like, yeah, right. You're going to you're going to tell me now that you knew the president of such and such company. Right. And you spent time with them. <laughs> I know people like that. It's like, really, do you have to throw all these names like you're trying to? It almost makes me feel like they're trying to impress yeah. me. And it's like, I don't care about all of that. I really don't. <laughs> and some people some people are like they really want um some kind of recognition or notoriety, whatever you want to call it, and they're and they're they're very competitive, right? Mm-hmm. So I don't like it when people do that. I do like a good story, though. I like a good story if it's true, but sometimes it's like, what am I supposed to believe that? Yeah, like Vanilla Ice. Did you really know Pablo Escobar? Yeah, I mean, maybe he did. He made it sound like he was tight with everybody from the Cocaine Cowboys movies, too. The Cocaine Cowboys? Yeah. You're familiar with that? I, I think we the talked about it. documentaries? I think we, ta- I talk- we talked about it, but briefly. Yeah. They're pretty popular, maybe 10 plus years ago. Mm. We might want to watch those at some point. What is it? Now, I, I never watch these movies, Yeah, it, The basic premise is it's about the drug trade in Miami, Florida, from like the late 70s to late 80s. Wow. Yeah. And the first one, actually they both, the ones, I they might have done a third one, concentrated on Griselda Blanco, I think her name was. Hmm. Um, and she died. Obviously, she's dead now. Uh-huh. They're interesting films, uh, or documentaries, rather. Mm-hmm. I think they're worth watching, especially if you're in a cocaine no, thanks. Oh, our stories about cocaine. Why do you say it like that? I don't know. <laughs> it's based in the South. Oh, my goodness. Love. Yes. Love. Yes. But, well, I'm happy that he has money. 
but and he was also talking about how he was friends with Coolio and saw him the day before he died. Really? And that there was more to the Tupac and Biggie uh, shootings that's probably going to come out soon. That that That's something I would question. Like, were you really with Coolio the day before he died? Well, he, now with that, it kind of made sense because apparently there's some tour that goes on occasionally called the I Love the 90s tour. Oh, really? And the, all these musicians will play together. And he said that they became, or at least this is the sense I got, that they became close on that. Oh, okay. And then, but then he was talking about how he knew Tupac and Biggie. And that we're going to find out more stuff about their murders. But he didn't want to go into it. But he knew stuff that some of it he's going to take to his grave. But some of it is going to come out. Mm. So, I don't know. I don't know either. I mean, it's possible he knew them. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll see what happens with that. The uh, little J. Wool. Little J. Wool. Were your sisters in the vanilla ice? Mine was. No, not really. I mean, I don't remember them ever getting posters of them or listening to his music. I mean, we heard it on the radio, sure. but it wasn't like, you know, it wasn't like how we liked some of Coolio's stuff on the radio. Yeah, like, Coolio was great. Yeah, but, but, but vanilla ice, no, not really. Mm. Oh, yeah, and then he was also talking about hanging out with ODB. Huh, really? He said that they became close at the end of ODB's life. So that story didn't seem realistic to me. Uh-huh. But then Vlad said that he saw some video with Vanilla Ice and ODB mm-hmm. on stage together. So that might actually be true. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. Like, Like I said, I mean... Sometimes you hear people drop names and they don't seem like they're lying about it. But then you hear other people that do the same thing. But it's like, do you expect me to believe that story? Because it sounds so elaborate. Yeah. And Vlad was also saying that to Vanilla Ice, you're the most hated man in rap music. And I do think that that's probably the case. Why is that? Because of why? Well, he got a lot of backlash when he came out and you could say the same thing about Eminem mm-hmm. but the difference is there are also a lot of people who said that Eminem was a great rapper uh-huh. and with Vanilla Ice it's always like you're corny you're guilty of cultural appropriation you know that type of stuff and you're not you know you're you don't really have any talents mm. so I don't know I I would say that that's probably accurate huh I mean I never heard anyone say anything bad about Vanilla Ice but having said that I'm not really deep in the the hip hop world. But and, what what about main source? No. Pop goes the weasel because the weasel goes. Oh, pop. yeah, yeah. Okay, I forgot that one. Yeah, I forgot about that one. Um. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's one example, but I don't know. Um. It's really interesting because because Eminem also a white rapper. Yeah. I wonder how they felt. I wonder how the hip hop world felt. Um, did they feel differently when Eminem became a rapper versus when Vanilla Ice was a rapper or became a rapper? It was more mixed with Eminem. Mm-hmm. With Vanilla Ice, again, it was pretty much all hate. But with Eminem, there was some hate, but there was also some people talking about how great he was. And it definitely helped Eminem that he was signed by Dr. Dre. Uh huh. Mm-hmm. Got got his um. That that was a way that he was able to get up in the world. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and obviously people know that he was an underground rapper before then, so some people respected him. But on a national level, he wasn't really known like that before Dre signed him. But the funny thing about Eminem that you told me was when you were watching the in- an interview with, I forgot who it was, and you said, oh, yeah, he, he um, 
talks about eating um, stuff from Taco Bell and drinking Mountain Dew. Well, right. I've seen this repeated a couple of different times. Years ago, Adam Carolla was on Howard Stern's show and he talked about doing an episode of Cranky Anchors with Eminem and Eminem bought everybody lunch and it was from Taco Bell. There was also <laughs> that thing. Do you remember when the first Obi Trice album came out? No, I have no. You told me the story, but no, I, I don't know anything about this. That's a really good album that is underrated, in my opinion. And it kind of fell to the wayside because it was like right after 50 Cent mm -hmm. did his first big album. Uh, and Obi Trice was another artist who was signed to Eminem at the time. Mm -hmm. So they released Cheers, his debut album. Uh-huh. And mm -hmm. there were something like five copies of it that had a golden ticket. And if you got this ticket, Eminem would fly you to Detroit, play you some music, and have lunch with you. Uh-huh. Yeah. So it was a really cool way to promote the album. Yeah, well. So he flies these people to Detroit and plays them some music and takes them all to Taco Bell. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so that's two Taco Bell stories. Oh my goodness. Fast forward to it was either yesterday or on Friday. I'm watching Vlad TV, mm -hmm. but this he was he's releasing parts of his interview with the game. Mm -hmm. And in the part I saw, he was asking the game about recording his first album and what was it like working with Eminem. And Game tells the story about how he went to Detroit for a week. They did the song, and he said that Eminem is a very interesting person as far as recording goes because he'll write his lyrics mm -hmm. in a circular motion around a piece of paper. Really? Yeah, which is really odd to me, but okay. That is odd, yeah. Yeah, and he says, I don't know how he does it now, but that's how he did it back in the day. And he says... Uh, and we he bought us like Taco Bell. <laughs> that is just really funny. I, yeah. I think it's really hilarious because you would think, and and I've said this before, that he would want to buy them a, a nice um, steak and seafood dinner yeah. or or uh, something French, right? Mm -hmm. And I mean, yeah, I, I you know I I get tacos from Taco Bell once in a while, but I would if I was somebody famous, I wouldn't want to take them to McDonald's or Taco Bell. I'd want to take them to like an upscale restaurant well did you ever you're not familiar with dj who kid uh, uh okay he used to do stuff with g unit he's more of like a radio personality now but i was listening to him on conspiracy worldwide which is a really cool hip-hop show that ended for some reason uh-huh but anyways this was back 2009 2010 he was on there and they're asking him about touring with g unit and whatnot and he was talking about how Eminem and 50 Cent, one of the ways they bonded was they have a very similar sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And so they're, they're actually really cool in real life, he said, because of that. But he talked about how they went on tour in Europe and they go to some fancy place. Um, you know, I guess they're doing a private show. I don't know. I could have that detail wrong. But the staff gets them all this fancy food and whatnot. And yep. Eminem goes in there with 50 cent and they start a food fight. <laughs> okay, that's really funny, actually. Yes. yes. <laughs> Two big rap stars starting a food fight in the restaurant. Yeah, this is probably like 04, 05. <laughs> okay, that's, that's actually pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, you wouldn't even think that, right? No. So they were like, they were doing that with the people in the, in the place with the staff too? <laughs> I believe so. 
And that's kind of similar to the Eric Clapton story, right? Like, he, Eric Clapton wrote about this in his book, which isn't that good. Uh -huh. But this is kind of funny. In, like, the 70s, he was having issues with drugs. Mm -hmm. And he was invited to some fancy, you know, thing for him, a banquet. And he goes there and he starts a food fight between him and his bandmates. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I think I, that's funny. That yeah. really is funny. I like that. I mean, I'm sure it wasn't fun for the staff. No, no, the the, the staff who worked there because they had to clean up everything. Right. But it was fun for everybody else. <laughs> now, as far as me being in a food fight, I don't like that. Oh, my goodness. I, I, I don't like, I mean, uh, coming from someone who was in this big um, pie eating contest at summer camp. <laughs> and then and then uh, one of the counselors uh, took the plate from under my mouth and and poured the rest of the crust on my on my head wow one started, of the counselors did that yeah one of the counselors did because because what we had to do was we had to eat the pie without holding it okay we had to bury our our faces in the pie to get to the crust wow and we had to be the first person to get the crust but i don't i don't remember who won that fight but after i was done eating the pie and I think it was a banana cream pie. I was done eating the pie. One of the, one of the counselors came over, took the, the plate from under me, poured the pie crust over my head and started a food fight. Wow. There's been food fights in rooms that I've been in, but I've never been in a food fight. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I was a mess. Everybody oh. was a mess. My my shoes were a mess. My hair was a mess. <laughs> I had like whipped cream in my hair. <laughs> I had like crust and, and whipped cream on my shoes so I couldn't wear them for a while and nice. I had to kind of let them dry you yeah. know it was terrible nice. but it's a fun thing for a 15 year old experience you know <laughs> yeah that's something there a little jaywall it is something it's 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 a funny um summer camp story yeah yeah good yeah it's funny yeah really funny yeah yeah funny yeah <laughs> Funny. Yeah, funny. Funny. I will be there. J-Lo funny. J-Lo funny. Okay, so what happened yesterday? Quite a bit of things happened yesterday. Okay. I wanted to make cinnamon... Well, first of all, I wanted to make cinnamon rolls on Friday, but Alana's like, well, you know, Bob, not going yet. And then we get up Saturday morning... And I was told that Alana had all the ingredients for cinnamon rolls. So I'm thinking we're going to start work at this at like 9. But it turns out you didn't. So we didn't get to work on it until like 12 or something like that, right? Yeah, because I I did not realize that I didn't have any flax seeds because Mr. Hammond here doesn't like eggs. So um, I didn't have flax seeds because... I think um, my refrigerator was cleaned out and the flax seeds were gone. So oh. I had to order some flax seeds and other things yep. um, for the burgers that we were going to make. So I got the flax seeds, um, made sure that they were in the fridge after we opened them. And we used that for um, our eggs um, to bind the ingredients and got everything else. And um, yeah, we started putting these cinnamon rolls together um uh probably yeah around 12ish yeah and i knew we were going to be rushing it yeah and we had 
you, the dough is rising for about a couple of hours, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So we make our burgers, and, and this is after we were watching a bunch of Rhoda. Yeah. We were making our burgers. The burgers turned out really good. We made turkey burgers. Yeah, pretty and, good. And you still have a pound left. I do, but yes. we'll figure out something to do with it. Okay. Uh. Yeah. And um, and it it tasted really good in lasagna too. But we made we made turkey burgers out of the one pound. Mm -hmm. Um, finished those, got everything cleaned up, and then um, we take the dough. You t you put the dough in the oven for a while, right? Yeah, to rise again. Okay. And uh, we took the dough and cut them. Um, uh, cut the dough into pieces. Um. Well, so, sorry to interrupt you. Yes. Oh, sorry, you're right. We took the dough, cut it into pieces, and then we put it in the lasagna pan and, went it, and let it rise a second time in the oven. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and then and then while that was going on, we um, made the glaze. Mm -hmm. And that actually took uh, not as long as I thought it was going to take. Yeah, the food processor... Presser, fa, ah, food, food processor, processor is really good for that type of stuff. It is, and, and that a glaze had the just the right consistency and it wasn't too sweet and it mm -hmm. was super good yep and that lemon just really makes all the difference yeah yeah so we put them in the oven for 30 minutes once the glaze is done well once, well, once they had finished their second once rise. they finished their second rise we put them in the oven for 30 minutes and, and we made the glaze and we made the glaze while they were in the oven mm -hmm. super good and so um, I'm thinking, okay, we make the glaze, um, frost the cinnamon rolls, and then maybe have one each. Yeah. And then we get ready. So we were able to have one each. Um, the great thing is that, um, they were going to come and get us later. And, um, we headed to the, this place called the Old Church for the concert. Went to go yep. see. We saw Siren Songs perform again. It was really good. This is the third concert we've been to because they have seasonal concerts. Yeah. And it was really fun. They had really great guest artists, including a, a little boy. Yeah, and Alana is into a... Bubs! What? What are you trying to say? No, I'm just... Yeah, I wait. Bubs! Bubs. <laughs> I'm just joking, Mason. That's so not cool, right. Bubs. How about you give me a kiss then? No. Okay, you give me a kiss. Why? Because mm, that's why. What? <laughs> no, I'm not. Uh. No, I'm joking, babes. Oh, goodness. No, I'm just, I'm just, I just like it when they, um, they have young performers um, on stage with them. I told yes, them. but we get to the venue, yeah, and it's a little bit awkward. We're talking with each other, and then somebody recognized us who would work there, and he said, you know, you guys can come into the back room. You guys have special tickets, because my friend had gotten them for us. Yeah. We sit down, uh, gets me some wine, gets a plate, and I thought the plate was just for Alana, so I didn't start eating off of Tales the End, but I got some stuff off of it. Yeah. And then we go sit down in the front row near the stage, we're like maybe five feet away from the stage. Mm -hmm. Music starts. It's great. They have the intermission. I remember you checked your watch and it said it was like 924. 924, around 924, 925. Yep. And the venue, I think, has a curfew of 10. I don't know why. Don't ask me. Yeah. So then they come back and it's kind of like an abbreviated second half. But it was really good. It was very good. Um, I really enjoyed... Um, 
the artists that they had. I a couple of the the ladies who were there, I didn't recognize them, but it sounded like they um they met them and they were um famous for doing duets with other singers is what it sounds like or okay. singing with people or whatever they said. I can't remember. They had some notoriety. They had some notoriety. And um this other woman who uh, joined them as well, she was in the um one of the the concerts that we saw of them. I think it was the very first concert mm-hmm. we went to. And so she was really good. So yeah, they yeah, great set. This is likely gonna be our last concert for the year, but I think it was a good one. Yeah. Yeah. And then at one point, they asked people to sing along, and Miss Jayla just starts laughing at me. Um, <laughs> so it was um, "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas," and I, I, I figured that you wouldn't really know all the words, but I think, but the reason why I was laughing is because it sounded very monotone. <laughs> so, and I didn't, I didn't saw weave ups. I could, I just couldn't resist oh my goodness and it wasn't trying i wasn't trying to judge you or anything it just it was just it making me laugh for some reason <laughs> with you about going on comic view with his acting i love you babes yeah they do a long december i really like that cover yeah yeah that but was, that's a great song alana didn't know it at first i didn't until i recognized the chorus and i'm like oh wait that does sound familiar it was a really popular song babes I know, I know. Okay. But I don't listen to Counting Crows much. Okay. So. I mean, they're not my favorite band, but I like some of their stuff. Well, this one I like. This song I like. Okay. And they did a very good version of it. Yes. And they closed off with December of 63. December 1963, yep. I didn't know that's what it was called. I thought it was called Oh, What a Night, but it's December 1963. Yeah. What a very special time for me. What are you rubbing my heel for? You're doing the same thing. That doesn't matter. Yes, it does. Oh, my goodness. Clapping my heel over here. My nose. (laughs) We have nice heels. Thank you. Um, Yeah, it was a really, really great performance. The one lady that they were performing with said that um, she was singing with Brandy Carlisle or she sang with her here's the deal apparently Brandy Carlisle has a music festival that she does in Cancun Mexico that's right yeah and I guess like a day before there's a karaoke competition and if you win the competition you get to sing with Brandy Carlisle on stage this lady won that, but she was already a professional musician. Yeah. She performs with Brandy Carlisle, and apparently she was asked to come back next year. And and she has um, since uh, done this tradition where she would go to went, uh, to Mexico in the winter. I guess so, yeah. 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 Yeah, uh, yeah she was good. They were all good. They were. I really enjoyed it last night. Yeah. Yes. Very good. Yeah, and I keep wanting to meet the band, too, but then I'm like, ah, oh, I don't know, and you know, yeah. but I'm, I'm friends with somebody who's friends with a member of the band. Yeah. So, you know, and I was on an email thread, uh, with one of the band members. I, and they did a description again. I like what, I like what they were saying. Like if anyone, if there are people in the audience who need a description yeah, and they're talking about like, uh, one of them had sequence pants on the other one had like, it was very, very sparkly. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of cool. 
Yeah, and again, we danced a lot. I don't think to every song, but to most of them we did. We did. There were times where we sat down and kind of rested. I wanted to spin you around, but I, I tried to do that one time, and I'm holding my hand and your hand up in the air, and you're just not spinning, and then finally you do. And they're like, no more spinning tonight. No, the reason why I didn't want to spin is because there was an incline. Or, okay. a, a, I mean, a, a decline. Oh. It was kind of, um, it felt like we were on a hill, and I'm like, I don't want to spin down this thing. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Didn't you notice it? A little bit, but it wasn't the end of the world. Yeah. But, and, and also, too, the aisles were kind of um, uh, narrow. Yes. I mean, we were so close. There were candles on the stage. Yeah. But we probably could have put our feet up on the stage. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And and when we heard people walk up the stage, I mean, they were just right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Yes. So, we get outside the venue... I get us a lift with your account. Yeah. Guy comes, getting his ride, and we start talking about music. Mm-hmm. Tell me more. Um. So he told us that he's from Alaska, and he moved to the Northwest in 09. And he said, I think he played... Was it piano? I forgot what instrument it was. He played a lot of different instruments. Played, One of them was piano, but it primarily guitar. Primarily guitar, but then he's been using this like um, um, music software that he really likes. But he said... I think it's called the Kai 4000. Kai 4000. And he also said that he doesn't really perform much anymore. He likes to perform for his own uh, enjoyment. Yeah. Enjoyment. But hopefully, maybe he'll, you know, get out there and, and perform. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he told us about the Brooklyn Boys Choir? The Brooklyn Youth Choir. Youth Choir, okay. And um, they did it, I think it was, it was an album called Black Mountain Sound. Yes. And he said that they were really, he thought that they were really elite. We come back to your place, get inside, eat a couple other cinnamon rolls, and then watch more of Gary. I mean Rhoda. We watched a lot of Rhoda yesterday. There was maybe six episodes. Yeah, it was a lot. I think. Yeah. Do you want to talk about any of the episodes? Um, I didn't really like the Johnny Adventure ones. I agree with you. So there's one word. Oh God! What what's the first one with him? Johnny Adventure. Uh, so we talked about the one where he takes her out. There was another one where um Johnny. Um, Johnny sends her this card and says, hey, you want to come down to Las Vegas? That's right. That was one of the ones we watched yesterday. Uh, and they go down there and I don't know, it, it wasn't that good. Um, And then there's one where Ida comes back and Johnny's there for a little while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not as annoying as, I mean, Gary's funny, but he's kind of annoying. He's too. a sitcom character. Yeah. He's not like re reoccurring like he's not like recurring like Gary is. Yeah. But Johnny, every time Johnny is there, he's always very, very sleazy and it just doesn't have a lot of It doesn't make a lot of sense. It doesn't have a lot of depth. Why would he still be chasing Rhoda? After he can get all any time? girl. Yeah. He's very he's very much a ladies' man. He calls women broads, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, oh, okay, you know, why? And and Rhoda's made it pretty clear that he you know, that she does not like him. Yeah. We're in season four now. They've also changed the theme song. Yeah. 
it's kind of cool that they do it every season, season, but I don't know if I'm digging this new one. I don't know either because the beginning of it is kind of weird. Yeah, and when I say this new one, I mean one that came out before my older sister was born. Right. <laughs> so and, it's not and, that and, new. and before I was born. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. It's a little bit weird, but you know, that's that's uh that's part they, of life. Do they also change us. hairstyles? I mean, she changes hairstyles throughout the show. I personally, babes, uh -huh. think her best hair mm -hmm. Valerie Harper, mm -hmm. as far as the Rhoda character is concerned, was when we first see her on the Mary Tyler Moore show, those, like, first two years. Oh, okay. Yeah, I really liked her hair then. Not that it's not good. It just doesn't have the edge, you know. Yeah. But we already know, when I first saw Rhoda, I liked her character because she seemed like the type of girl you could take to see a donkey show. What? Yeah. I don't know that she was that crazy. But then you find out that a lot of that is just... Her insecurities and her trying to act tough. A donkey show? Really? <laughs> Why would you say a donkey show? Maybe a Knicks game, but not a donkey show. Oh, okay. I don't think she's that weird. No, I don't think she is now. But when we first started watching the show, I'm like, oh, this girl seems like a lot of fun. I I thought she would be like the cool the cool best friend, like, oh, you can take me, you, we can eat anywhere we want to, and I, you know, I, I don't really want to eat at a fancy place, or, um, and the, and the guys can take her to a game, and she would be okay with it. Nice. We have different ways of looking at the world. By the way, just to clarify, I have never been to a donkey show. I, the, it sounds grotesque to me. Yeah, it does to me. It too. sounds very grotesque. Oh. Yeah. I'm glad that Woda feels the same way. Ugh. Give me a kiss there. I can't believe it's that was legal in Mexico. Well, I don't know if it's legal as as much as it's done, and people don't, for the most part, they don't enforce uh, laws against it. Ugh. And it might be different now. Now it might be hard to find a, a donkey show. But from what I've heard, guys used to go to them a lot back in the day. Of course they would. Yeah. Ew. Uh, oh, by the way, that reminds me. What? So apparently. Mm hmm. I forgot the name of the place, mm -hmm. but there is a Masha's parlor on 82nd mm -hmm. where they offer happy endings. Oh, yeah, I know what that is. Right, but isn't it interesting that there's a place not that far from you that does that? That is interesting. Yeah. And how would you know that? Did you, did you actually pass by it? No, so here's what happens. <laughs> so... I have a friend of mine. I know it all goes back to Rick's friend. Yeah. yeah. And he's taking somebody else to the airport. Uh huh. The guy he's taking to the airport is there with his longtime girlfriend. Uh huh. Okay. Mm -hmm. So the guy who's going to the airport tells my friend as they're going by 82nd, oh, I was just in a Mashaz parlor in this area a couple of weeks ago. And I go in and get the Mashaz. And near the end of it, the lady asked me if I wanted a hand job. Oh, wow. And because his girlfriend is there, he says, no, I didn't do that. Oh, wow. Yeah. It's a little bit weird. It is a little bit weird. Wow. And and you've been friends with this guy for a long time. I've been friends with the guy who took him to the airport for a long time. Oh. I met this other guy once at a party, and he was really, really annoying. Oh, okay. So the, so the guy who was a passenger was annoying. Yes. And quite frankly, I don't see why my... Uh, Longtime friends uh, is friends with the passenger, but that's on him, not on me. And and the the annoying guy in the passenger seat was it, was 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 his girlfriend. 
Well, the annoying guy in the passenger seat was going to the airport with his girlfriend, yes. Oh, okay. And the annoying guy is the one who went to the massage parlor and claims that he did not get a hand job. Oh. And then, you know, me and my friend were joking because we were talked about getting lunch later this week. And I said, well, maybe instead of getting lunch, we should spend some time around 82nd. <laughs> uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah. But, um... Apparently, there's a lot more hookers on 82nd. Now, you know what gets me, babes? What? As long as I can remember, mm-hmm. and I grew up in Portland. I know I moved around a lot. But mm-hmm. people have always been saying, 82nd is on the come up. It's going to be really nice in a couple of we, years. We've talked about this before. Oh, have we? Yes, we have. Okay. You're, you're, you're repeating something again that we've talked about like more than five times. Okay. Well, you repeat <laughs> things too. What? You repeat things too. I, I understand that, but you've repeated this like, I don't know how many times. Well, this is what the <laughs> lame stream media keeps telling us is that they're repeating the lie too, is that 82nd is going to be a beautiful spot in a couple of years. It's just going to be churches and roses and everybody's going to be singing Kumbaya and it never gets any better. It kind of reminds me a little bit of like Hotel Street in um, Honolulu. Yeah. Hotel um, Street is, you know, known for um, prostitution and all yeah. those things. I said, I, and I could be wrong. I don't know if there's this big push to talk about how Hotel Street is going to be great in one or two years. Later. I don't think so. I mean, it's all, it's been known even from when I was little. Yeah. My dad was telling me about Hotel Street and, um, you know, because a lot of, a lot of police officers are there. So, mm-hmm. which makes a lot of sense. It was probably known for, um, uh drugs and prostitution and yeah it's like, like the that. hamsterdam of hawaii and where is hamsterdam again hamsterdam is a fictional area in baltimore in the show the wire oh whoa, 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 okay, okay. yes that's right you told me about that i'm like hamsterdam okay um yeah it's 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 like that like like there's there's nice parts of waikiki and that's yeah. where hotel street is but there's the gritty part of Waikiki that you really don't want to be in um, at night. At night, yeah. Like, there's a gritty part of 82nd that you don't want to be in at night. There's parts of 82nd I don't want to be out during the day. Oh, okay. Like, let's even take night out of the picture. Well, I mean, and then there's also places like, you know, Powell that is not... Yeah, I hear you. I think 82nd is worse, though. Hmm. I don't know. I haven't been... I I haven't been on 82nd much except for like with you or other people. So yeah, I, I used to actually, no, I used to live close to 82nd, like on 87th. Uh, when I, when I used to, when I was in the um, university before I moved to 54th and Powell, Uh-oh. I was on, I think it was like 87th and Gleason Oh, somewhere on there. Yeah. It was, um, I didn't live too far from the Wendy's on 82nd. Yeah, but sometimes you're unobservant of things, so I could see where you would get that wrong. What? Yeah. What do you mean? Well, you, I mean, you just said, I haven't spent a lot of time on 82nd, and then you're like, actually. No, no, I just, re- I just realized it. I mean, I didn't go to 82nd all the time, but I, okay. I was living pretty close to 82nd. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I remember last night. You were in the kitchen and you said, could you come here? And then you said, I can't remember. And my response was, we'll get you checked in an old folks home. Oh. <laughs> you remember that? Yeah. 
What? Oh, oh. Oh. Ah, you touched my arm very hard and I dropped the recorder. Not very hard. <laughs> it was barely. Alright, give me a kiss then. <laughs> give me a kiss. No. Why not? Why not? You need one. No. Yeah, this is it. I don't want you. Why not? Because are you a mean boy? How am I mean boy? Because you make fun of me all the time. Not all the time. And I, and I barely ever make fun of you. That's bro. a good quality. Except for maybe last night. Yeah, I don't think that was right of you. <laughs> You get to lead by example. That's awesome. Well, maybe you should lead by example yourself. Maybe Bugs. one day I will, but we're not at that day right now. Mm. Tell me more. Is there anything about Rhoda that you want to discuss? Um, I'm really glad to see um, Ida Morgan stirring back. Yeah. I just thought it was really funny when she's like, I, I'm looking for nursing homes for Grandmother Morgan Stern. <laughs> I think it's really funny whenever you hear a really old lady Refer to somebody else's grandmother. <laughs> Grandmother Morgan Stern, who's um, Martin Morgan Stern's mother. It's, yes. it's great. <laughs> but I think she's referring to her because um, because she's talking to her daughters. Absolutely. Yeah. I do think this show has definitely taken a dip in quality since the end of the second season. You think so? Yeah, and I don't think that anybody could really deny that. Hmm. So... Okay, the second season ends. Rhoda and Joe split up. We get lots of Gary on the show, mm -hmm. which doesn't really make sense. We get Johnny Venture, which is a little bit too much. I don't know. That doesn't mean that it's a bad show, but it definitely feels a little bit more traditional sitcom-y than I like. Yeah, I mean, I just, like, we. there has to be a time where johnny venture is no more and we don't see him anymore because i don't like his character right uh, the, the actor who plays him though is great but that's a testament to how great of an actor he is because if you think that johnny venture is annoying then the actor is probably doing his um his best to make him like that yeah like the guy who plays gary it doesn't mean that he's a horrible actor it just means that he's not given the right material uh-huh mm -hmm. uh-huh um and it's really weird because he he becomes their annoying neighbor in season three, three yeah. right? But then all of a sudden they're buddies. Yeah. It's like, what? It doesn't make any sense. Why is Gary a tag along now? Exactly. And why does he have to be with them on every single adventure? And why does he have to be the one making out with Brenda? Well, it would make more sense if it went somewhere. It did. It would make more sense if it went somewhere, but it hasn't. It doesn't seem like it's going to. Yeah. And then now Brenda, and now we're in season four, uh, four now, and Brenda is um, is is dating some guy named Benny. Yeah. Yeah. She almost had a nose job. Uh oh 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 oh! I forgot to mention that that um slumber party that her that was probably and the best episode we Rhoda and today. and Susie um had. Yes, I thought that was really funny. Actually, that was a really good one. <laughs> <laughs> Susie, I think it's a joke now that Susie is like always pregnant, pregnant. always pregnant, and now she's got she's gonna be having seven kids. Yep. And she said, I think I'm gonna name the seventh one Sneezy. <laughs> <laughs> I love you there, JLo Sneezy. Yeah, so it's it's really funny that that's a that the constant joke about Susie is that she's she's married to a psychiatrist and she's constantly pregnant. Yeah. <laughs> it's quite funny actually. Thank you, there, little Jewel. Yeah, but I, but I like that one because um, Brenda actually gets really, really angry at Rhoda. Mm -hmm. and well, because Brenda dyes her hair. Yep. And it doesn't really look that good, and she curls it, too. Yep. 
Yeah. She's like, you've always been, you know, you've always criticized me about things that I do that are weird. And <laughs> and every time I think about that, it's like, oh, she sounds so much like Marge Simpson. Yeah. Oh, you know, the other one I did like from yesterday what? was the one with uh, Brenda's boss because it starts off and you think it's going to go a certain way. Uh-huh. And then they kind of like subvert the narrative. So at first you think, so basically what happens is it's Brenda's birthday. Yep. And all the other employees chip in and get her a cake. Yep. They put the cake down on the boss's desk. Desk. Yep. They cut it and uh, Valerie Harper drops some of the cake on these important papers. Yeah. The boss comes over and gets into it with Rhoda. Mm -hmm. And Brenda explains, this is my sister. I'm thinking uh, Brenda's going to get fired. And, Me too. You know, he's just going to yell at the other employees. And so what happens is he yells at the other employees for like a minute. And then he kind of says, well, I'm sorry. Well, let me take you guys out for dinner. Dinner, yep. And then and, Brenda gets really drunk. Yeah, and then he starts kind of like seeing Rhoda. Mm -hmm. um, it didn't really go anywhere because she wasn't ready to see guys after Joe. But I did like this episode a lot. I did too because I thought it was going to go a different way too. Yeah. And and Brenda was really funny when she was <laughs> when she was drunk. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It was good. It was good. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. Here's another one that I thought about. I didn't know what to think about when Rhoda was thinking about switching careers. When you know she's a window dresser for a long time, but mm -hmm. now she wants to try costume design. And there's no build up to it. There is no build up to it. It's like she's going through all these jobs and. <coughs> She ends up at this costume place and sounds like the, the, the boss is a real jerk. Yeah. I didn't know what to think about that. When I, I didn't think it was that funny, honestly. Yeah, and it would have made sense had we seen Rhoda struggling with her artistic abilities or connection to the artistic world a few episodes earlier and it builds up to this. Mm -hmm. But it just sort of is, she has a business and then she doesn't one day. Yeah. Yeah. It felt kind of sitcom -y. It did. Yeah. Um, I could honestly see why people thought the show went downhill. Yeah. Yeah. I wish it had gone a little bit differently, mm. but there's still good stuff in it. Yeah. 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 And we're I almost mean, done with the series. It's not the worst, you know, it's not the worst show ever. I no. just wish that there was less of Gary and, and definitely less of Johnny Venture. Yeah, and more Grandmother Morgan Stern. We don't even see her. No, but just hearing the name Grandmother Morgan Stern. But maybe it'll start to... is really hilarious. Maybe it'll get... A, yeah, I know. Maybe it'll get a little bit better now that Ida is back after her year's vacation. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, wow, we missed you. <laughs> <laughs> and she was gone for a year, and we yeah. know why. Yeah. <clears throat> we know why in real life why she was gone. Because Nancy Walker got her own show. Yeah. That apparently didn't last, but, you know. I think she's so funny on that show. She's great. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yes, and the police are coming. For you. For you. No, for you. For you. Uh-uh. Yes. We already know that I didn't sleep that well last night. Talk about yourself. I was gone until I woke up because I thought I heard somebody coughing. Oh. And, uh. And uh, not feeling too good. To and then you're like, oh, okay. I woke up. Bugs. Yeah, go ahead. I woke up at about, I don't know, I think it was close to three. Yeah. Yeah. Between two and three because um, 
I didn't know what was going on. And then he told me what was going on. And then I went back to sleep until, um, until 8.30 something or between 8.30 and 9. And I was out and you woke me up around 9.14. By the time, yeah. Yes. What were you doing in bed when I was uh, out and you were awake? I was just listening to the radio. Nice. I woke up like, oh, wow. I wonder what time it is. Oh, Turns out it was about eight thirty. Well, very good. Then, or a little too. bit afterwards. Yeah, I understand, mm -hmm. my dear, mm -hmm. that you had a dream last night. I did. It was kind of strange. I had a dream that I was talking to my friend from Hawaii, and she was trying to look for a cruise to Mexico. Mm -hmm. Um, meaning that she she found a cruise, but she wanted to look for um one that was cheap, and she said the one that she wanted was a a cruise to Mexico for two days. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, oh, okay, it's only two days, but how's that going to work? Yeah. Because you have to, it takes a while to get there and explore it. Well, you would want more time. They do have smaller cruises. Yeah, they do. But I think cruises. you'd want one that's longer than two days. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not really a boat person. I went on a cruise once with my mom. And you said you liked it. Well, I didn't want to go on it. Oh. Basically what had happened was... My sister and mom moved to Florida. This is 2012. And I didn't want to go to see them. I know this is like a constant theme. Relatives invite me out somewhere and I just want to stay home and do my own thing. Mm -hmm. But I was talking to it and I was going to go out the first or second week of 2013, right? Mm -hmm. And I did. But... Before I go there, my mom calls me. She's like, oh, we're so happy to have you out here, honey. And I booked a cruise for us. And I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> Meanwhile, a really good friend of mine went on a cruise with his mom maybe a year <laughs> earlier. And I, I just so tease him relentlessly about this. Yeah. So I'm like, oh, God, now I'm in this guy's category. <laughs> well, I love him, but you know. You know how it is. So yeah, fly out, spend a couple of days with my mom, go to the beach. I didn't get eaten by an alligator, which no. is good. And then we go on the cruise. I think I can tell this story. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So it's like one cabin, but it's bunk beds. Mm -hmm. Okay. I don't know if it's this. I'll leave some parts of this out. It's either the first or second night. It's only like a three-day cruise. My mom starts telling me that she wants a grandchild. She wants a baby to hold. I remember you told me this one, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes, and this is about a year and a half before my nephew is born. Mm -hmm. And she keeps going on, I really want to hold a baby. When are you going to have a grandkid? Blah, blah, blah. And mm -hmm. I said, after you're dead, I'll consider it. You told her that? Yes. Did she laugh? She laughed for like, she giggled. And then, you know, she goes back to the thing. So anyways... We, I hope I can tell this, but I put my foot in my mouth. Well, it doesn't, it doesn't matter because she's dead, so. Well, okay. So this whole thing about, I need a grandbaby. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah. So the cruise ends. I go back to Portland, live my life. And fast forward to September 2014. My nephew is about two months old mm -hmm. now, right? Okay. And my mom went to the doctor mm -hmm. and they found some tumors on her kidneys. Mm -hmm. Right? They don't know what it is. She tells me that she's going to get tested for it. And I'm house sitting at the time. I'm house sitting 
for a, the friend of mine who really likes vanilla ice. <laughs> or I liked him as a kid, I guess is right. a better way to put it. And now he his music cha- taste has matured so much, he's into uh, Ryan Adams. <laughs> Which is worse. He, bought him up, he brought him up on the phone the other day. <laughs> he's like trying to tell me about some new artists and said he's kind of like in the songwriting mode of Ryan Adams and some other guy who I don't know who he's talking what? about. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. When it comes to music... You and I are more on the same length than than me and your other your friends. Yes. Anyways, yeah. so I'm house sitting there, but I have a meeting that I'm in, and I'm taking the bus back to my friend's place. My mom calls me, and I answer the phone, and she sounds really, really sad. Mm-hmm. I say, mom, I'm on the bus. I'm going to call you back. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking that they just tested the tumors on our kidney, and mm-hmm. it's probably kidney cancer. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking, well, that's it. I'm going to go back to this place, and I'm going to be in my friend's place when I find out that my mom's dying. Mm-hmm. That's just how it is. So I get back there. I try to chill out for a minute, and then I'm thinking, okay, I got to call. I got to find out, you know, what's up. So long story short, I called my mom, and she's like, <sighs> Your sister wants me to move back to Florida and help with the baby. <laughs> and I'm thinking, you were the same woman who a year and a half earlier. She wanted to hold the baby. Yes. <laughs> but it turned out that she really she really loved her nephew. Yes, yes she did. She did. Yeah. Yeah. So this, this is no, by if, no means throwing shade on my nephew. If it was my, if, if, if she was like my mom, she would jump at the chance to, um, move in and help my sister with a, a, a new baby. Oh really? Oh yeah. When when um when my niece was born, I mean she loved taking care of those babies when oh. they were babies. Um and I remember that I know this because when she would bring my niece into my apartment yes. and I didn't like this when when my niece got a little bit older, like when she was a toddler at one or two year years old she would rearrange the furniture so that my your mom niece, would. Yes. So that my niece could walk around, which I kind of get, but it was really, really annoying to me because I had to figure out where everything was. Yeah. And she would move the tables. And I'm like, why do you even have to move anything? I didn't get that. Now, we've discussed this before. I do think that you could do a better job of advocating with your mom about certain things. So, like, it's easy just to say, oh, your mom's wrong and you're completely right. I, But you know that. I get that to a certain extent, but I also do think that you send the wrong messages to your mom. And my answer to that is you do not know my mother. You have not stayed, uh, you have not been around my mother for 24 hours. Fair sometimes, enough. Sometimes there are people that can do that with their relatives and their relatives will listen. But in my family, you can tell them until they're blue, until you're blue in the face. And sometimes I just won't listen to you. I think your mom gets a little bit of a bad rap from you in areas like this, though. And I'm not saying you're completely wrong, but I'm just saying th- you play a part in it, too. But I still love you. Well, I've tried. I've, I've tried to do that okay. many times. It's nice. not like I have never done that before. Um, and there are times where she gets so fired up that it's like, She'll say things like, and I love my mom very much. Don't get me wrong. Oh, you, I, do. you know that? Folks. No, no, I'm joking. You know I love. No, you. Okay, no, no. I'm gonna I'm listen. Gonna... I'm gonna listen. No. I made a joke. I'm gonna listen. listen. I'm no. listen. No. Go ahead. Listen now. Yes. Go ahead. So anyway, 
Um, with my mom, it's, it's kind of like, um, to me, I feel that sometimes my mom likes to be the one that gets the last word. Mm. And because she feels like she needs to get the last word because of the way that she grew up, she wasn't allowed to, you know, say anything, question anything. Um, it's like we're, we're competing for who's going to get the last word, but in my head, I feel like I never, ever get the last word. Like, it's always, oh, you don't understand. You're, you don't know better. You're just, you, you know, you're, you're still young. Um, you don't know more than I do because I'm much older than you. You know what I mean? Yeah, I hear you. And so to me, it's like, well, if I don't, if I don't try, then she's never going to know how I feel. And, and I've tried many times, many times to try to get my point across. And I feel like, She's busy thinking about the next thing to say. Oh. And that's why there are times where I don't feel like I ever get a re- an argument with her resolved. Mm. She may have apologized for different things, yes. But yeah. there are times where it's like, you know, if you really listen to me, I actually might have some good ideas. You may not agree with it. Yeah. Some of them. But at least listen and find out where I'm coming from because I'm an adult now. I'm not like three years old. Nice. And so... I feel like that with my relatives where it's like, oh, you, you know, you're just a kid to us. You, you don't know what you're talking about. You don't know anything. And more importantly, I know more than you do. Yes. That, that's how I feel. Okay. And that's why I say you don't know my mother. No, I, and I'm not going to know those interpersonal things on the same level as you do, even if you tell me. Because I've, there's some things I'm just not going to understand, right? Mm-hmm. And mother-daughter relationships in general are a little bit tricky. And there are also extenuating circumstances because uh, you were raised here in America and your mom was raised in the Philippines and there's more of an emphasis on family there. Yeah, there is. And like, like you were telling me a story about your mom went away to college and your grandfather moved the family across the street from the college. Yeah, they they my sisters went to college. I mean, her sisters and her went to college. Yeah, and they went to the same college. And my grandpa moved the family across the street. And that's that's how that's really weird. Very strict he was. Yeah, they weren't allowed to stay overnight at people's houses, which I kind of get, just because the cultures are different in the Philippines. But still, I mean. That's a little bit strange to me. So, sorry to interrupt you, but have you ever asked your mom how she felt about your grandfather moving across the street from the college? I never asked her, but she's always talked about like, oh, you know, all of her life she felt controlled. Mm. And But the problem with that is now it's... um She's taking that control and in some ways she's tried to... Uh, put it on us yeah and I don't think she realizes it so it's like a mixture of control and competitiveness nice if if that makes any sense I hear you yeah well good it's kind of like um here here's a little story go ahead now 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 when I tell you these stories I'm not saying I'm not telling you this just to you make make you think any differently than my you know about my mom and I'm not saying that your mom doesn't have issues I'm just saying that I think there's maybe a different way to handle it. Okay, so there was this. So I was graduating from uh, community college here. Yeah. And I did really well, and I got straight A's for all the time that I was there. 
and I was graduating with high honors. And I think they would put people's names in what they're graduating with. And I think that it didn't say it for me. Okay. And and I said, Mom, it's not a big deal that they didn't say that I graduated with high honors because I know that I did. Yeah. I know I did. They don't have to put it up on the screen. And she's like, no, it does matter. And and, and when I when I heard that, I was like, I kind of get why she would want to see that. But at the same time, um, uh, she she's kind of been like really competitive with some of my relatives in um, in my family. Yeah. See, this is where you and, and I. Sorry, go ahead. What, what? This is where you and I, I think, are very different in the sense if my mom said something like that and kept harping on it, I just hang up the phone. Yeah. Yeah, and I did stuff like that, but I'm not, I mean, my mom's dead now, so it's a little bit more difficult for me to hang up the phone. Uh, but, you know, back in the day, I would do stuff like this, or I'd say, hey, mom, I know you have a feud with so-and-so, I'm not interested in that. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody's different, too, right? And you might not be comfortable being that aggressive with your mom. No, she wouldn't like that. Oh. It, it would all, you know, what would happen is, that would happen to her, and it would get back to a relative or relatives and then they would be like why did you do it to your mom you know oh you know it wouldn't it wouldn't go over well oh i already know how it how it would turn out oh. because it would be a big big thing like oh um her child is the one that's at fault <clears throat> and we have to figure out why oh you know why, why did you do it to your mom yeah why did you do it to your mom that was really mean you yeah know? my family is all sorts of fucked up but there is a little bit more of Everybody kind of doing their own thing. You know what I mean? I don't like that in my family. Uh oh. Yeah. If somebody does something, they're going to find out. If it's out in the open, of course. Mm -hmm. If it's not out in the open, it's different. Like, if, if you don't, like, blab something, even if it's not even a big secret. Yeah. It's not, like, a big secret that could be life-changing. Yeah. If you blab something, it's going to come out and people are going to find out. Oh. You know, it's like, oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. So nothing is really, you know, d depending on what it is, nothing is really hidden. Mm -hmm. So you have to really be careful who you're talking to in my family. No, I hear you, babes. Yeah. Yes. Well, interesting stuff there, little J-Lo. Okay, well, but yeah, the, the, the Rhoda episodes are interesting. Um, yeah. I'm I'm really liking the character of Brenda more though. I think she's really funny. I think Brenda's a really good character. Obviously, Rhoda, who doesn't love her, and Mrs. Morgan Stern is great. Yeah. I like I like Mart Martin too, but he's not on as much. Ro Rhoda, who doesn't love Brenda? No, I said Rhoda's great, but who doesn't love her? Who doesn't love her? Yeah, yeah. I I I think she's she's great in every episode. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but I think it's really funny how. There's a back and forth with Rhoda, Brenda, and their mother. Yeah. <laughs> That's great. That dynamic works really well on the show. Talk about Jewish guilt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Grandmother Morgan Stern. Yes. <laughs> we need more Grandmother Morgan Stern in this man's opinion. Right. Yes. But I also like uh, Martin Morgan Stern because he just seems like a very nice dad. Yeah, like but he's, he's not on that much. But he's, he's not, when he's on, it's great, though. Yes. Yes. Who he would later go on to play Miles Weber, which yes. is Rose Nyland's boyfriend. We've talked about that before. I know. Yes. <laughs> he did it Sue Ann Nivens. <coughs> Wrong character, Bose. Oh. 
Sue Ann Nivens was a lot wilder than Rose was. Oh. Rose was... She was uh, like the innocent of that show, right? She was a very dumb and innocent uh, middle-aged woman. Oh. That has um, just been... Uh, she just lost her husband not that long and um, is trying to get out in the dating world. Well, I'm on Team Sue Ann. My goodness. Team Sue Ann. Yeah. You know, that would be funny if they did like a crossover episode again. Yep. And uh, Sue Ann runs into Mrs. Morgenstern. Can you imagine? That would be great. <laughs> <laughs> the Battle of Wits. I mean, I'll tell you this. You remember, it's not a good episode of the Mary Tyler Moore Show. It's the one where Ted goes out to New York to shoot uh, the pilot for that game show or test for it. Yes. I was thinking to myself, well, Rhoda lives out in New York. Why couldn't he run into her? Uh, me too. I yeah. mean, actually, now that you said it, yes, I was thinking about that too. Like, what? Yeah. And apparently, they shot, like, right next to each other. And according to the book I read, Valerie Harper would often spend her lunches with the cast of the Mary Tyler Moore Show, even after she left. Oh, wow. Which is kind of cool. That is cool. Yeah. I wonder how the folks on Rhoda felt about that, though. I know. Yeah. It's like, hey, why are you not eating lunch with us? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I wonder if she invited some of her um, her castmates. I don't know. Yeah. Or Grandmother Morganstone. Grandmother Morganstone. <laughs> I just think it's so funny that her name is mentioned, but you don't see her. Yes. Yes. Grandmother Morganstone. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and I like that um, when, when you're like, you always make fun of me. You make fun of my, my height. <laughs> Because yeah. she's like a, a little woman. Yeah, the, Brenda, not Brenda, but Rhoda and Mrs. Morgenstern are getting into an argument because Rhoda thinks that Mrs. Morgenstern is a little bit too intrusive. Nothing new there. And uh, Mrs. Morgenstern is upset because she thinks that whenever she does something nice for Rhoda, Rhoda just makes fun of her. Yeah. Yeah. And and when she was like, hey, I got good news. And, and um. Uh, Rhoda's like, oh, I got I got some news. Stand up, and she told told her mom that. But it's funny because she's she's already a short lady. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> she's a little woman. Yeah, a little lady. But she's a little Morgan Stone. Oh my goodness! Yeah, that's another thing. In the middle of the fight, Gary says I should go, and Rhoda stops him from leaving. Yeah, I know. Mm -hmm. I don't get that. I don't either. He's like, I mean, I don't know. I just. I don't get that. I don't get why why Gary is around a lot. Like, why couldn't he have like a um, a story of his own? Yeah, you know. And you notice he referenced still having a clothing store in one of the episodes we watched yesterday. I think it was that one when he borrows a skirt from uh, your girl. It might have been another one, but it, in in one of the episodes we saw the other day, he referenced still owning a clothing store, which is interesting because last weekend they had a clearance sale and they were closing shop. Yeah, they had a clearance sale, yep. Because they were shutting down. Yep. So, I don't know, babes. I don't know either. Yeah. Too sitcom. They're playing a lot with the, you know. They're starting to play a little bit too fast and loose with reality. But we're almost done with the series, so. Yeah, but I'm, I'm enjoying it, though. Yeah. The rotor ride is very interesting. It is very interesting. <laughs> the water ride. Yeah, coming soon to a respectable a theme park near you. <laughs> We're going to go on in an Oaks Park next summer. <laughs> that would be interesting. A Rhoda ride. Yes. yes. The many faces of Rhoda. The many faces. You see her out like at the beginning of the ride. You see her in the Mary Tyler Moore show. That's like right. Her hair. Yep. 
And then you see her with Joe. First you see her with uh, Lou, then with Joe. Um, and then at the donkey show, and then you see her. No, there's no donkey show. No, I'm joking. Bubs. <laughs> um, you, also, you also see her with Ted Baxter. Ted Baxter. Baxter. I'm looking for Ted Baxter. Yeah, or with that <laughs> one dude, remember, uh, I think it was the start of the second season of Mary Tyler Moore where there's this guy Rhoda wanted to date, but he was really into fitness. He used to have a, a good job, but then he quit that to become like a park ranger. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was a, I forgot what his name was, but it's like, I'm going to be a, a forest ranger. Yeah. Oh, no, first you see her with Nancy and Mary. Nancy? Remember, she hit a guy with her car. Oh, right, right, right. And like, his wife's name was Nancy. Yeah, that's right. He's like, okay, this is uh, my date and his wife, such and such. Yeah, and you see her trying to keep Betta and all that stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And she's like, oh, I, I'm a, hello, I'm another person in the room. That's great. <laughs> and all they had was bacon curls. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Howard, the guy who played Howard, who was her husband in real life in real life was taking pictures of Mary. That was great. <laughs> Doesn't she look sexy? <laughs> Good stuff there, little G. I had to be funny. I wonder how many takes they did in that show. I don't that, know. that episode. But that's a great one. That was. Yes. 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 So funny. And it's only the second episode of the series. To me, that's way funnier than the Chuckles the Clown episode. I know. I know. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were going to choose a, an episode with Chuckles the Clown to be a classic, it would probably be the one where they're doing the election results, which is also in the first season. Yeah, it is. Yeah, that one's great. Or when um, Ted Baxter meets um, Betty, Chuckle the Clown's daughter. Yeah. That was funny. Yeah, that was a good one. Yeah. Well, babes. Yeah? Is there anything else you want to talk about? You didn't have any dreams, did you? No. Okay. Oh, yeah, I did. I dreamt that I didn't have indigestion. And that Vanilla Ice uh, knew what went on with Tupac and Vicky's murder. Oh, my goodness, Bubs. Whatever. No, no, I'm, I'm having fun here, babes. Bubs. Yes. Whatever. Why, gosh. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> well, babes. Uh-huh. It's almost uh, one. Let me see. Yeah, it's like 1256. Whoa. So we wrap it up. Yes, we should, I think. Give me a kiss. Okay. Hey. What? Oh, my goodness. What? What, you funny boy. Okay, I'm with funny girl. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Okay, bye-bye. Bye-bye for now. Bye.